Sickness, just joy, joy, joy forever. Amen. But Adam said, in fine words, describe how beautiful and marvelous it is. What it is? Perfect love. Amen. <laughs> Glory to his name. Oh, our future is brighter. Praise be to God. That's all the singing. God bless you richly. Thank you. Thank God for a nice atmosphere this evening already. And we thank the Lord for speaking to our heart this morning, Amen. to our level, pastoral level, and uh, it was good for our soul and for our practical life. Sometimes I don't preach practical life, but I like practical life. I like practical teaching, Amen. like something comes to our level, and because the Word of God didn't come just for theology or information. For life, amen. Life of Jesus Christ has to be expressed, and I always appreciate that. I'm sure you all you also appreciated that. Amen. Just have an announcement here before I forget it. That's why I just want to read it. We have an update on, on Brother AB, living word. It says Brother AB, they confirmed that he had a stroke, but they had mentioned this morning. He can't feel his hands, and he's very weak, but also it said that he should recover. Thank God for that, and he thank you for your prayers. And it's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Nothing is impossible to our God, and I believe that God is as a hand on that situation, and our brother will fully recover without any side effect or anything that will stay there. Just come to the full restoration. Believe that with all my heart. Just pray that. Continue praying for that request as well. Just pray to, and commit the remainder of the service to the Lord. Let's pray together. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you yes, for another opportunity to come in your presence. Father, I was just reading the prophet saying, yes, we don't come to church just to, to yes, it's part of it to sing, to hear a sermon, but is to worship you and to have communion with you, Father. So it's a privilege for us to be gathered around the revealed word of the hour. Father, we thank you for that opportunity you have given to us that many don't have. Lord, we want to take full advantage of this time and commit ourselves to you. Father, we thank you, O God, that you have your hands on our brother, Abi. Lord, for this report that came. Father, we believe that what you have started will come to the full Amen. friction and it will completely recover because you are the God of full restoration. Yeah. Father, we send your word towards our dear brother. Father, we claim the blood of Jesus Christ. We claim, Father, what you have already purchased. We claim, Father, Lord, a complete healing for him, Father. 
because it's a finished work. Father, we glorify your name and commit the remainder of the service in your hand, Father. Lord, may you take a human being, take him, put him on the side. May the Holy Spirit move on the speaker, on the hearers. Father, we want to hear from you once again. Lord, our soul can only feed upon the revealed word of the hour. The Holy Spirit feeds only on the word of God, not man's idea, man's thought. Father, it's only your word that can give life. The greater level of deliverance comes only by the truth. The truth sets the people free. Father, let the truth speak to our heart once again this evening. We commit all the people, those who are here and those who are streaming, let the word of life speak to our heart. In Jesus Christ, and we pray. Amen. Amen. I invite you to go to the word of God. Ephesians chapter 1. adoption series um, Ephesians 1 11 and 14 and then I will go to Joshua 14 12 to 15 the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 it says in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, Amen. that the prophet in the message says that the inheritance already given unto us before the foundation of the world by predestination. Verse 2, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom he also trusted, you also trusted. After that, you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, you were sealed. Remember, notice here it says, after you have believed. Have you been born again? Have you received the Holy Ghost after you have believed? Not when you have believed, but after you have believed. And in whom, the Bible says, in whom after, also after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. We're speaking this evening on the earnest of our inheritance, taking it from the 14th verse and Joshua 14. Fourteen, twelve, fifteen. Dr. Scofield put it as a land being divided and the portion of Judah. Twelve says, and the west border was to the great sea and the coast thereof. This is the coast of the coast of the children of Judah round about according to their families. Now unto Caleb, the son of Jephneh, he gave a part among the children of Judah according to the commandment of the Lord to Joshua, even the city of Arba, 
the father of Anak, which city is Hebron. And Caleb drove thence the three sons of Anak, Jesai and Aiman and Talmai, the children of Anak. May God bless his word. You can have your seat. So the thought from the message the prophet preached and he mentioned something also struck my heart once again. It says adoption for for he you as he quickened, what does quickened mean? Made alive, just about gone by the quickened, but he quickened you just by the earnest money. How will it be when you really get all the dividend paid on? says, if what, uh, what we have received already can make what we have and what, how it has changed us and the work that is doing, how much more will it, be, will it be when we get all the dividend being paid on? How marvelous it's going to be. Just think about it. Already what we have, how much is going to be when we will receive the full amount of it. Amen. If the earnest money is so wonderful already, how much more is the full amount going to be? The earnest of our inheritance is until the redemption of our bodies. We heard it about again on Wednesday as he was saying it, saying yes, that's where we are going in the rejected king. That's where we are going. Romans 8, 22, 23 says, For we know that the whole creation grown up and traveleth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to it, the redemption of our body. Amen. Amen. Just wanted to make it a, a, a differentiation here. Hopefully it's not going to be too confusing, but I just want to make here a differentiation. We are waiting. We are walking in a gradual walk with the Lord. The more you walk with, the more you walk with Him, the more He's unveiling, the more He's unfolding, the more He's becoming more real. Even the seals are already open, but you need yourself individually having a closer walk with God to see those seals that are being unveiled to become a reality to you, to become unfolded to you. Yes, they are unfolded. Yes, they are revealed. But are they revealed personally to you? Once again, I want to emphasize the seals are not only information. The seals are there to bring transformation. The seals are there to bring life. It has to be the literal life of Jesus Christ once again in the Christian, in the believer. Amen. The seals are there are unfolding to give us perfect faith, to bring us to the perfect faith, to the rapturing grace, to the rapturing faith. That's why they are here. Amen. And we are walking in it. We are living by it. It's part of our life. And it's becoming more and more real. Amen. Don't take it just something from the past or something that God revealed to the prophet and that's it. No, it's part of our daily walk with him. It's part of our daily life. Amen. The seals is our life. When we have been touched by the word of God, the first thing that we heard is the word of God. The word of God touches our heart. 
It's not only emotion, it's not only different things, but it's the word of God. When it touches a heart, there is a pull from the word of God that touches the seed germ that's inside of us. And that seed germ re- responds to the word of God, says, this is for me. We have been quickened by the word of God. This is my life. And then you repent, amen? Then we repent. Then we realize that, oh, yes, I'm a son of God, but I was walking or living a different life. And the life that I was living, that was not a part of me. Now I'm going to be part of what God already ordained for me, amen? Remember the prodigal son? He was not even become a son. He was already a son, but he came to himself and realized, why am I here? Why am I wasting my time here? I, this is not my place. I have to go back to my father. That's my place. He thought in himself, oh, let me go and crawl. And, oh, father, don't consider me as a son. Consider me as a, as, a, as a servant. But the father, he couldn't deny the law of redemption. He looked at him. I cannot change you. You came from me. You are still my son. No matter what happened to you, you are still my son. Come back and let me stay. That's what we responded to. And he came back to the father and realized, all this time, what a waste of my time. But deep inside, I was still a son of God. I was still a daughter of God. And he has received me back to him. Then, got justified and sanctified. Sanctified is being cleansed and put aside for the service. God cannot use a vessel that is not sanctified. Amen. There's still things of the world, things of the world, things we, you, you enjoy in that things of the world. He cannot use that vessel. Need to be washed and sanctified. That's why you stay in the word of God, being purified and washed by the cleaning of the water of God. We stay there and being washed constantly and then being filled of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me this evening? Yeah. Being filled with the Holy Ghost, it gives you the seal the seal of God that nobody else can take it from you, from you. Yes, when he seals you, it's for the final destination. You go all the way with him to the final destination. No devil, no hell, no confusion of the world, no circumstances can shake the seal of God. You are there to the final destination. Praise be to God. Do you stay there? No. You continue walking with him. Your behavior change, as we read it, your behavior change, the way you talk change, your mind change. It becomes the mind of God. It becomes the mind of Christ. You think like you think. You start loving even your old enemies. They are not your enemies anymore. They are your friends. You can live for others. What is doing that? It's the work of the Holy Ghost inside of you. God keeps working and unveiling more and more. That's the life of a Christian. It's not I'm forcing myself or for, oh, push me. Or, no, it's God working inside of me. That's my life. And then he adopts you. Spiritually adopts you. Come to the final phase of the adoption. Spiritually, the prophet preached the message, spiritual adoption. 
You come to the spiritual. You are son of God. Recognize your position. You are daughter of God. Recognize your position. But also, in the natural way, this body is not redeemed yet. There's still a portion that needs to be redeemed. Your soul is redeemed. Your soul is sealed. You come even to the adoption, like I said, the adoption of the seed, but the body is still following. You have to come to the place where the seal of God, when you have received the earnest of your inheritance, this body has to be subject to the word of God. You don't follow what the, the mind used to use anymore. If the body is not following your mind anymore, you start, start having actually a, 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 a deeper battle in your mind. Because the devil is trying to push his idea that the greatest battle were happening in the mind of a Christian. He's trying to put his idea. You are there and the word of God is pushing out those ideas. It's not your thought. You reject the thought. Because you have the mind of Christ inside of you. You have the word of God inside of you. He's rejecting the things of the world. Remember that Indian person, that Indian chief. The battle became harder. After he has received the word of God. Then he said, there is a battle inside of me. A battle and said, but who is winning? The one I'm feeding the most. The one I'm feeding the most is the one that's having the full preeminence. The word of God that you are getting, the more you get him, the more he's giving you strength to, re- to reject what the enemy is giving. Look at the doubt. Look at the things of the world. You look at the same situation. Your discernment of that situation it's not what the intellectual can think or the scientist can think. Your discernment is the discernment that comes from the Word of God. Because you feed from the Word of God, your understanding and your discernment is different than what the world can think of. But this body is still not redeemed yet. Fully, completely redeemed yet. There is a time... Where this body shall be changed in corruption, corruption shall put on in corruption. That's where we are waiting on. So Paul here is showing, yes, we are waiting for that adoption that will be the complete redemption even of our bodies. Amen. But we are already in the adoption for the soul, but not yet the adoption for the body. Is it clear? Those are message believers are already there for knows that difference. This is the key to differentiate the spiritual adoption and the millennium. That's why the prophet says Canaan is not the millennium yet. Because in the Canaan they're still fighting. You need to fight for every inch of the promise of God while you are in the, in, the, in the land of the Holy Spirit. You are fighting for each inch. This is mine. This is mine. Reasoning comes, doubt comes. You have to stay with the word of God. That saved the word of God. That settled it. That's my promise. That's where I'm standing. That's what you need to be doing every day, constant every day with the word of God. That's your strength. That's your hope. Oh, glory to God. Like Caleb. We should continue claiming our rights. Give me my mountain. 
Joshua is the type of the Holy Ghost. And Caleb is the type, is the type of the true believer. In the land of the Holy Ghost, you need to be claiming the right that has been given to you constantly. The enemy is not going to give that to you for free. You need to fight for it. You need to claim it. You need to rebuke the enemy. You need to resist the enemy. You need to put him down. You need to cast him away. That's your responsibility. But who's going to you go one step and the Lord is behind you, supporting you, backing you up. Because that's not your battle alone. It's the battle with the Lord behind you. He's fighting for you. But you reject anything from the other, the enemy, and accept the word of God. Amen. Amen. Do you need victory of a temper? Joshua, give me my mountain. Give me my mountain. Give me my mountain. These things cannot stay with me forever. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I need to overcome this. You can overcome this because the Holy Spirit inside of you has the power to overcome that. Oh, glory to God. How can we put, how can we put into the land of the Holy Ghost the third pool, the seals, the thunders came to put us in the land of the Holy Ghost. You can't be in the land of Holy Ghost with dogmas and creeds from denominations. They don't work. They will bring you to a certain level, but they cannot help you to come into the land of the Holy Ghost. Only the revealed word of God will bring you in the land of the Holy Ghost. Did Brother Banam do the work of Joshua? Absolutely. We accomplished two things. The spirit of Moses as a prophet, taking others from Laodicea, taking others from denominations, come out of there, my people, don't partake to their sins and different things. He rebukes immorality, worldliness. He takes out from those different things. Now, he did also the other part of, 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 of the ministry of the Exodus, the third Exodus, putting us into the land of the Holy Ghost, as Joshua doing, dividing the word of God, opening the word of God, the revelation of the will of God, the revelation of the word of God for our age. Amen. Spiritually speaking, it's the capstone ministry. There is no other seventh, there's no eighth angel that comes after the seventh angel. He's the last angel for the church. He comes and reveals the word of God and he has fulfilled his ministry. We are not waiting for Brother Adam to come and bring another gospel. We have already received the whole word of God. The seals are already revealed, including the seventh seal, already revealed. Oh, if it's already revealed, then he has fulfilled completely his mission. What is our part is now to eat upon the book. Eat the book all the time because it is our strength. Amen. However, when it comes to the earnest of or the redemption of body, what we have received is, is the fortest of where we are going. That's why we heard on, on Monday, on Monday, on Wednesday, 
He went on the other side. He saw things on the other side. And he brought to us the evidence of the other side. So I can tell you things that are on the other side. It's marvelous. I cannot describe. I cannot find words to describe what is on the other side. The same voice came, the voice that was in the room that told him, you, do you want to see in the behind the curtain of time? The same voice responded to him, this is the Holy Ghost that you have been preaching. Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. This is the Holy Ghost you have been preaching, but now you see it being manifested in the fullness. On your side, it means you don't neglect the Holy Ghost that you have because it is the seal. This, it is the seal that God has given you. It is the earnest of your inheritance of what you are going to see on the other side. The same Holy Ghost will give you victory on the other side. Brother Banam. The prophet is resting, but the pillar of fire shall lead us unto the millennium. Spiritually speaking, we're in the canon, we're in the bright age, we're in the golden age. In the flesh, we are still at the point of the junction of time, the ushering into the millennium. We are in that period of time, dispensation. Anytime soon, we can go. At any time. Don't wait for Los Angeles. Don't wait for anything happening. Everything for the bride has already been given to the bride to make herself ready. We have received all the material to make ourselves ready. Anytime it can happen. This is the time to trim our lamps. This is the time to sanctify ourselves. This is the time to stay in the word of God. This is the time to get away from distraction. This is the time to dedicate ourselves and be there. This is the time where that was given a sign. You need to sanctify yourself because we are crossing. You need to dedicate yourself because we are crossing at any time. Where any time we'll be on the other side. That's not the time to be staying in the world and being rounding about and in different mountains and get. No, that's not the time anymore. This is the time to be already in the atmosphere of the other land. As you are going on a trip, you already take pictures on the other hand, you already dream on the other hand. <laughs> that's why we have to be. We have to be already in this atmosphere of the other land. Because we have to be setting now in heavenly places in Jesus Christ right now. Right now. That's why Paul says that's why we ourselves, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to be the redemption of our body. Prophet says, Revelation chapter 5, part 1, we only have the earnest of it now. The earnest is just the down payment. Oh, how beautiful. Just the down payment that holds it and secures it and anchors it so no one else can touch it. It's the earnest of our adoption. Amen. The Holy Spirit is now the earnest of God in our heart, sealed the adoption of sons awaiting us at the end of the road, 
sons and daughters of God. In other words, the earnest means that what we have is a representation of a great amount that is to come. Because what you receive is like a deposit. What you are received means don't what you are received, you don't neglect it. You don't grieve the Holy Ghost. You don't you can't actually if you have the whole the real Holy Ghost in your heart, you don't do things against the will of the Holy Ghost willingly. Because you cannot put it aside and expect to be part of the resurrection. If you receive the small amount of a bigger amount, just put I put in a natural here for why. Doesn't mean you put that small amount, see, oh, that doesn't count. No, it counts. You will have more that you have to add to that what you have as a deposit, then it makes the full number. <laughs> Amen. On this side, the Holy Ghost is earnest, a down payment. But on the other side, the same Holy Ghost manifests in a great amount, what I put. A seal means that it is a finished thing with God. It's already settled. Every believer that was sealed with the Holy Ghost, every believer, I'll read Brother Banam here. Every believer was sealed with this promise from the very beginning because before the foundation of the world, we were predestinated unto the adoption of sons before the world ever began. Oh, what a hope. What makes us, that makes us rest steadfast and sure. An anchor to the soul that's not tossed about here and there, but anchored in Christ, a hope that is sure. And of course, as we said last time, God is not in the business of sealing today and losing you tomorrow. God is in the business, is in the business is... First of all, he cannot seal something that is not completely checked. First of all, God does not seal a person in the soul. We are talking about the sealing in the soul. We are talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the soul. Not in the mind, not in the flesh, not some jumping in here and there. It is in the soul. It is the assurance in the soul. The rest in the soul. The thing that nobody can shake and take it out, it is in the soul. Amen? He cannot seal someone in the soul unless it has been part of God from the very beginning. So God sees us before the foundation of the world. He knows that this is my son, this is my daughter. She has to go through a certain process. Once she comes to that process, God seals that person. It is to the very end. No one can take it out. That's why when we have been in contact with the message... Nobody can take you out. Nobody can talk you out. No circumstances can talk you out. No COVID can take you out. It's part of you. <laughs> oh, glory to God. We can go to a little bit here and there in the flesh and things, but when we come to time of rest, you say a little bit in prayer, oh, realize, oh, there is something deeper than anything else from the outside. Because God is not in that business, you know. Sometimes you can be in the natural. You go in the 
supermarket. Oh, I'm putting a down payment here. Keep that for me. I'm coming later. Then, oh, you know what? I found something else. You can put it back in my credit card. That's not how God works. Oh, you put your deposit, whatever. And then someone, you know, those people are doing there, they, they go, sometimes they go to a level and you bargain with them. Oh, put it, just, you know, you have to reserve for this price. Or we give you a free trial for one month and then after that you can take your money back if you want. That's not how God works. If he put that deposit, he's making sure that he'll come and complete what he has put the deposit for. There is no coming back. There is no returning. It's all the way to the very end because at the seal of God, it is the earnest of an inheritance. The prophet says, for everything is groaning. Look at the trees, how they struggle. Look at the flowers, how they struggle for life. Just the frost to tear them down. Look at the trees, how they struggle to hold their branches out to sing glories unto God. Especially in winter. See everything, all nature, animals, all birds, how it flies from the enemy quickly and gets away everything groaning. We ourselves, said Paul, we groan too with them, for we, have, for we are waiting for the redemption of body. But now... They did all these years until now. Now we have the earnest of inheritance. Oh my, what do we have? We have the evidence that God lives. We have the evidence that God is with us. We have the evidence that God has not forsaken us, that we are his and he is ours because in our bodies we have, we now tabernacle the Holy Spirit of God that cries out, Abba Father. And there is nothing can ever take that away. We are anchored in Christ. Now the trees don't have it. Nature doesn't have it. But yet we are still groaning with them because as yet we haven't received the fullness of our adoption. If you can see, if a person considers himself that the all investment is on this side of the land, is the most miserable person. If you still feel comfortable in this place, I'll say that's a dangerous place to be in. Your heart has to be where you are going. You have to set where you are going. <laughs> like God told Abraham, you see, look at the sand, look at the children in the sand, and look at the children in the stars, showing where you come from, but your destination is where you are going. Yeah. Prophet continues, Revelation chapter 5. But we have the earnest of it, for we were picked up from the things of the world and now become sons and daughters of God. What kind of people should we be? Oh my, when we think of that, think of it. So what is the evidence that you have? It means you were once in the things of the world, now you have been changed. Now something has changed your life. Something has changed your life. That's the evidence of the resurrection. That's the earnest of the resurrection. You used to be slave to the things of the world. Now you are not slave to the things of the world anymore. The work of the Holy Ghost is working inside of you. You used to be a slave to certain things of the world. But the word of God 
comes and the Holy Spirit, the quickening power of God comes and quickens your body and you declare that I'm not a slave of sin anymore. Christ is living inside of me. How do you know to be part of it? God lives inside of me. How do you know that the message is the truth? Look at my life. I used to be this way. Now I am this way. I used to have the love for the things of the world. Now I have the love for God. Who did that? The message did that. Only when the deacons are there, no. Only when the parents are there, no. God is inside of me. When our bodies will be changed from this vile creature that we are, will have a body like his own glorious body. For we shall see him as he is and we will be like him. When he appears, we appear in his likeness. We will have a body like he is, a glorified, a glorious glorified body. And all the trials and the struggle of life will fade off into a little mist and blow away to never be no more. Here we are talking about the first resurrection. It's not the general resurrection where the bad people and evil people are also resurrected and the foolish virgin also resurrected. They don't have, the the bad people don't have a body change. But those who are part of the first resurrection, the second death has no power over them. They are going to live for 1,000 1, years with the Lord. That's the first resurrection we are talking about. It is a body to be really a body change. Once we love the things of the world, once we sin went about things of the world and cared not for God, we were alienated from him without God, without Christ in the world. Now God sent his Holy Spirit. And through that we are lifted up from those things. Now we have the earnest which now we know that we have passed from death unto life. Amen. Resurrection in the soul. Now it will be resurrection or body change in the body. When this corruption shall put on incorruption. Let me say this. Your eternal life starts at the altar, as the prophet said. Prophet says, you begin your eternal life right there at the altar. Here's where you start eternity. You start eternal life right here. Then you are born again a son of God. It means you are in the part of God. But now you recognize that you are a son of God. Now the eternal life starts working inside of your body, inside of your mind. You are giving now priority or preeminence to the eternal life to start leading you to where you belong. Now you know where you belong. We didn't know where we belong. Now we know where we come from. We know where we are going. It means you get the evidence, your ticket for eternal journey. Now we have by the Holy Ghost the earnest of inheritance because we have been lifted up from the things of the world and we ride, we ride right along with the, we, we used to ride right along with the world, but now we are above the world. Abraham, let me just go back a little bit in the word of, in the Bible. Abraham had the earnest of the inheritance. Because God told Abraham in Genesis 15, 7, says, he said to him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of Chaldees to give thee this land 
and to inherit it. Remember, Abraham asked God, whereby can I know that I can inherit this? Yes, you are giving me a promise, I'm in that land. What guarantee, what assurance do you give me that this land will belong to me, or to my seed? God responded to him, bring me a ram of five years, five years, of three years old. Give me a goat, a she-goat. Give me an ifer of three years old. And give me a pigeon. Yes, give me a pigeon and give me a turtle dove. And divide them, but don't divide the birds. Don't divide the turtle dove, don't divide the pigeon to mean that but prophet will, as a, as a prophet, an interpreter of the word of God, he says, you know what? It means that divine healing was part of the first covenant. Divine healing is part of the second covenant. The other animals, he divided them to show that there are two covenants in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. But in all two covenants, there is always one thing that has to bring fellowship with God. It has to come through the blood. Only through the blood can you have fellowship with God. How can you give me the guarantee that you can be part of that inheritance? Yes, the blood is speaking for me better things. The blood of Jesus Christ is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Jesus Christ is the one washing me, cleansing you and I. The blood of Jesus Christ is where can God can look at it, not look at your mistakes. That's where we can have the assurance that it's not because of you or me, but it's because of what he has done for you and me. It's because of what he has already done for you through the blood, you can have the assurance that this land belongs to you. As we know, God put Abraham onto the sleep to show that in this covenant that he has with Abraham, man part has no role to do. It's God doing the work. In this covenant, we realize, oh God, it's by your grace. I have been part of you. I've been in your mind. I've been predestined before the foundation of the world. I can trust in you to get along the way because what you have started, you cannot break it. Amen? But also, divine healing is the down payment or the earnest money for your immortal body. That's why I couldn't also divide the, uh, the, the birds because it's part of the first and the second covenant. Even though in the part of, of the animals, when they were, they were still under the animals, the divine healing was still there as the earnest money of your immortal body. The prophet will say, divine healing is the down payment of the earnest money of your immortal body. See what I mean? You've got to have it, the evidence that you will have an immortal body when you'll see come to this platform little old crippled drift children, twisted children. You'll see them stand here all misformed and out of shape. And you'll see it with your own eyes and see their hands and arms come straight and walk off the platform normal children. If you follow the testimony of brother Perry Green, I think one of, one of them is showing how that little boy or little girl, I don't remember exactly, how the feet or the hand came straight yeah. 
He asked Brother Banam, asked everybody can close their eyes. But he said, no, I have to see how this is. <laughs> and he kind of watching and just saw that. What's that? To show that we will have a new body that won't have any sickness and anything, any genetic things coming or any things coming from the bloodline, whatever it is, will have a perfect body without deformation, without nothing. It will be completely perfect. Oh, man, because we have already seen the earnest of what is coming more. Glory to God. Coming back to Abraham. Verse 13 says, No surety that I see shall be a stranger in a land that's not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict and them for 400 years, and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall come out of that great... Of the, with great substance, and they shall go to thy fathers in peace, they shall be buried in a good old age, but in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet full. Amen. It was given to him a promise, but he pursued in that promise, and he bought the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave which was therein and all the trees that were in the field. You know, Abraham, Abraham didn't take the whole land. Even though it was a promise to him, he just, he just, and he, you know, the king, that king wanted to give him for free. He said, no, I don't want to get it for free. I want to give him my own money. I want to, because I don't want anything. I don't want any string. I don't want any thread. I don't want all to say, oh, no. This is not belong to you. This is part of me. It has to be possession. It's part of my possession. Footprint, it's possession. I know this is mine. I'm buying this. Why you can't buy another land? I'm buying this land because it is the land of the resurrection. I'm buying in this land because God has given me, and I know it's my possession. I'm taking this as an earnest, but I know down the road, my children are going to possess the whole land. This is my possession because God has already given me, has given me the promise. You know that Apostle Paul had the promise given to him. But at some point, I think, when he was writing that, he thought that it was belonging for his age. That's why he could express it. Are you with me? He could express it in 1 Thessalonians 4. For this we say, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive, he's talking about himself, which we, we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and we shall ever be with the Lord. We'll actually memorize it and say it, but just want to emphasize, we which are alive and remain. He's talking to that as a, as a promise pertaining to him. But he only had the earnest of that promise. Amen. He will be talking other places in 1 Corinthians 15, 51. He says, 
Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. He's talking to that as if it was for his time. But I believe as he was growing in the revelation, he was growing in the revelation, he realized actually as Abraham that this not, does not pretend to you. You shall sleep. But there is a generation that will come at the end time. This promise is going to be a reality for them. That's the generation we are living. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. How do you know? God lives inside of me. <laughs> As to Abraham, he was told to him, for the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet full. They shall go to thy fathers in peace, The generation that shall see Revelation 10 be fulfilled, they shall have not only the earnest of the inheritance, but they shall possess the full inheritance. They shall not all sleep, but they shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. When you see the iniquity of the Amorite getting full, when you see all the filthiness being accepted worldwide, raise up your head because your redemption is drawing nigh. Sometimes you always focus on the negative things, but actually the negative things are there to fulfill the positive things. As you see the negative things happening, they will happen and they will continue to happen. You know, sometimes it's not, it's not our, sometimes our responsibility to keep, oh, why the hell complaining? Why they accept me? Why they accept me? Yes, the Holy Spirit inside of us is grieved when you see those things happening. But at the same time, when we see those things, they will happen. They must happen. As the, as the iniquity of the Amorite is getting full, our eyes is getting more and more to God because that's where we are going. We are having less love for the things of the world. This is not my place. This is not my home. My home is where I'm going. How do you keep yourself so clean? Because this is not my country. My country is the kingdom of God. Where am I going? I'm sure the time of the crossing of Jordan, Caleb and Joshua could point to Abraham's promise. At a time, it is more than 400 years since we have been wandering and slave in this country. It's not what God told Abraham that it will be this happening in our time. Let's read Numbers 13. Twenty-six, thirty-three. Twenty-six, and they went and came to Moses, to Aaron, to all the congregation, the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. They sent twelve spies. They come back into the land. They come back to Moses and to Aaron. And the 10 and the 12 actually come and are showing the fruit of the land. This is the fruit of the land where we come from. This is the evidence of the land where we come from. This is the earnest of our inheritance that we're blessed we come from. It's a real place. 
This is what actually what has been talked to us. This is a real place. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whether thou sendest us, and surely it flowed with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. In Exodus 3, when God is talking to Moses, he's telling him, I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land unto a good land and a lodge, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hittites and the Jebusites. So that that saying. Actually, Moses, what you told us in years 33, 1933, this is what is happening right now. We can see it fulfilled right now. I'm talking like Caleb talking to Moses. This is what you told us in 1933. We see it happening right now. We know that what the things that God told you at that time is a thing happening right now. So what you told us at that time is a reality. It shows that God sent you. It shows that the land that you are going to is a reality. Nevertheless, the people be strong. Now the ten are talking. The people be strong that dwell in the land. The cities were walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, the Amalekites, Dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittite, and the Jebusite, and the Amorite dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanite dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. The other one is actually quoting the same thing that Moses, God told Moses back then. There will be the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites. Now the ten are explaining actually to Moses even with more details. You know what you told us many years ago? Actually, they live in the south. They live in the north. They live in the... <laughs> I don't know what you are thinking in my heart, but... If you read Brother Banham, you will be messages you listen to Brother Banham. It will tell you, you know, we see things happening in the world. We see 30% increase of immorality in California. We see all these things. They're just at the infancy. Now they have become at the maturity. Yeah. What you used to tell us at the infancy, we see become at the maturity. It means you were right all along the way. It just confirms to us that it's time to go home. Oh, yeah. What you used to tell you, see, if you listen to the message, you'll be telling you, Maybe you might not understand now, but after I'm gone, you realize that I've been telling you the truth. Because what I'm telling you is that save the Lord. What is, what is specifying to us that what we heard from the beginning is coming to confirmation. It's time to go home now. What the ten are using as excuse Oh, we can't live in this world. Laodicea. You see what? The young people, we can't live a clean life. You see, it's very getting harder. It's getting harder. Oh, it's getting harder. The prophet already told us it will get harder. 
It just confirmed that the Holy Ghost that kept the prophet at this time, the same Holy Ghost will lead me all the way to the millennium. I'm not taking it as an excuse. I'm taking it as a way for me to a confirmation from the Lord that I'm in the right path and at the right season for the right thing to happen. You told us about Germany being united. You told us about the influence of the Catholics. You told us about the World Council. You told us about Russia going after the oil. You talked about the, hydro, the bombs, sickness and diseases, germ warfare, the beauty of women, the right of the woman, the destruction. You told us about all these things. This is just the evidence that you are more than able to possess the land. And look at my life being changed, just a confirmation of the word being the truth. Amen. Amen. Caleb steal the people before Moses. That's what we need to start doing. Stealing the people, stealing the people before the prophet. If you have the thought, you have the action that is not aligning with the prophet, shut it down. You have no reason to speak if you have something that you are speaking that is not corresponding to the word of God. Because what you have to be listening has to be the word of truth. Still any other things in the presence of the word of God. Moses represents the word of God. Let the word of God speak. Amen. Don't let the attitude, don't let anything that is not repeating what the word of God is saying Continue to confess only what the word of God has already said. The word of God says, you are the bride and you believe I am the bride. Caleb's attitude did not start only when he was in the land. When the land, when he came in the land and saying, give me my mountain. That is attitude did not start only in the land. It started way before he came into the land. It was the attitude of working Fully with the word of God, the Bible says, he fully worked with the word of God. He fully obeyed the word of God because he had another spirit. Amen. Didn't get better. Read what the prophet says here. Show us the Father. Says, Here's a good thought. He told Joshua, not Joshua, but Moses, I've given you Palestine, it's yours. It was all walled up and fortified with Palestinians, Philistines, and big walls around it. But give it to you, it's yours. Now go take it. That the idea, go take it. Divine healing is yours. Go take it. It's fortified with doctor's belief and agnostic's belief and everything else. But go take it. God said it's yours. Amen. The Holy Ghost is yours. Go take it. Your pastor, don't believe it. Thank God our pastor believed it. But the Bible said it was go take it. It's God's word. You know how then 10 that come back said, oh, we look like grasshoppers. We can't do it. Joshua said, Yes, we can. God said, that's a promise. I believe it. Peter said, 
the promise is unto you and your children to them that they far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. I believe the baptism of the Holy Ghost, all the fullness of God is raining down on the church today. It's for whosoever will. God promised it in the word. It's yours. Let's take it. Let's go over and possess the ground. God didn't go over there and kill all the Philistines and Amorites and so forth and sweep it out. He said, now, come on in, folks. That isn't God's way of doing. He gives you the promise and say, go get her. That's right. Then we'll be promising what it says. Go divine healing is yours tonight. Go get it. God promised you, you will could walk. You could walk. You could walk. And you could walk. You can see whatever it is. God promised it to you. Let's go get it. God said so it is, and it isn't as good as he is. If it isn't as good as his word, then it's not God. Let's go possess it. It's yours. God is in his word. Do you believe it? Let me tell you, whatever God gives for you in the promise, you need to stay with that promise to you because it is your possession. No matter how little it is, how little it might sound, as the earnest as God has given you, you need to walk with the promise that God has given to you. It might be divine healing. It might be, it might be the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It might be whatever it gives in the word of God. Let the promise that God gives to you make it a real personal revelation to you and walk in it. Footstep is possession. You have the earnest, walk in that earnest. The second part, I would like to go to better. Do you love the Lord? Yeah. God willing, next time I'd like to ask this question. We have received the earnest. We have received the earnest of inheritance, what is in the place with what we have received in Revelation 5. Look at that another time. Amen? Musicians can come. Because we have received the promise what we have seen in small measure, we shall see it in great measure. Yeah. What do we see what's happening even in the life of Brother Banam in a small measure? There's a promise to the bride. We shall see it in a great measure. It was like we have something God has given us. It didn't go back. It's still here. The third pool is still here. But we need to prepare ourselves. Watch the third pool. Watch the third pool. It's not a watching of like... A spectator, you are there and watching it happening. It's being, being a watching, being active. Being active as you are watching it, as you are in it, because it's going to be manifested in a greater measure. You need to be inside of it. Don't let just watch as a spectator. You are part of it. It is your promise. Praise be to God. The windows of heaven are open. The windows of heaven are open, the blessings are falling tonight, there's joy. 
Today.